we come together into this sacred space, a community of love seeking blessing. A congregation of seekers, each of us filled with promise, each of us with a hole inside that we need each other to fill. Come, seekers of love, bestowers of blessing. Here there is music and words of inspiration. Come and feel the breath of poetry, the rhythm of song, the joy of welcome. Come in, beloved friends, deeply known and not known yet. Sit together and listen, feel together and be filled. Good morning. Welcome to First Unitarian Sunday service. I'm Kristen Satterley, part of the worship coordinators group that plans a monthly Vespers and one or two Sunday services a year. Catherine Fernside and Arnie Gullerud round out the group. Our music today is by Spare Parts, and our tech team is DJ Michaela Renz-Whitmore and ushers Erica and Alex and Johnson Jimenez. Reverend Bob put together our time for all ages. Thanks to all of you for co-creating today's service. If you're visiting today, we'd love the chance to greet you. Please share your name and location in the chat so we can say hi. Arnie has two announcements this morning. We are delighted to announce that the congregation has paid off the loan to renovate the social hall. If you haven't yet completely fulfilled your pledge for the social hall renovation, please do. And thank you for all the generosity that made our beautiful new social hall possible. And although our ministers are off this weekend, they want you to know that they share your rage and resolve about the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This anti-choice decision by the Supreme Court infringes on our deeply held religious beliefs access to abortion and the right to choose is an issue of gender equality, bodily autonomy, and religious liberty, all of which are long-held Unitarian Universalist religious teachings. Guided by our moral values, we are prepared to be a part of the ongoing struggle and continue to show up for reproductive justice in all aspects of public life. In observance of this fact, the church will be holding a special online Vespers vigil on Wednesday, July 6th at 7 p.m. Check the church website for the Zoom link. And now, if you have a chalice or candle set up at home, please join me as I light our congregational chalice this morning. The flame we kindle in the chalice of faith holds blessings of warmth and light and life-giving energy. It shines forth a beacon to guide us all home. It lights up our longings to connect and share. It possesses the power to shape a world where equity and compassion reign supreme. May this warmth and light and life-giving energy celebrate the blessings we have claimed and help us extend them in the hands and hearts that offer these blessings to all. I'll take will reach for higher ground it's not gonna be easy faith will let it be i know with you by my side it's all gonna be all right but i say hey i believe we can shine a light so bright so bright yes i say hey i believe we so bright oh, 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 oh. 
every day in every way I'm gonna let my whole light shine on and on and on and on for the world to see yeah yeah light up the darkness with a positive spirit oh let the sun shine down wave of joyful sound whether high or low I will not be afraid to lift my head up reach and touch touch the sky and I say hey I believe we can shine a light so bright so bright yes I say hey I believe we so bright, Whoa. so bright. Whoa. Oh, I say, hey, I believe we can shine a light so bright, Whoa. so bright. Whoa. Yes, I say, hey, I believe we can shine a light so bright, so We are Unitarian, we're universalists. We are people of faith with open minds, loving hearts, and helping hands. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by. And that has made all the difference. For an analysis of the poem, watch this video, or check out the next poem in this series. Let's pause the chat for a few moments during our meditation and prayer. Poetry, at least the right poem, can be an excellent companion in meditation. With information that transcends our, noble, our normal modes of understanding, it can cut straight through to our inner selves. In this time of meditation together, let us start by taking a deep breath in. and then out, and now another, let not only your hear, ears hear this poem, but your heart as well. If something in this takes root in you, 
Let it roost where it needs to go and let it dwell within as you need it. We will follow this poem with two minutes of silence. In Any Event by Dorian Lowe. If we are fractured, we are fractured like stars, bred to shine in every direction, through any dimension, billions of years since and hence. I shall not lament the human, not yet. There is something more to come. Our hearts a gold mine not yet plumbed, an uncharted sea. Nothing is gone forever. If we came from dust and will return to dust, then we can find our way into anything. What we are capable of is not yet known, and I praise us now in advance. This community is made of love, of all the delight and care that lies between and among us, even in a virtual space like this one. Sharing our joys and concerns, being generous and vulnerable with one another, strengthens that connection, magnifies that joy, and allows us to lighten one another's burdens. If you cannot share in the chat tonight for any reason, we would still love to know what's on your heart. Please contact us at caring at uuabq.org.
darkness in one small birth on eagle's wings in death's profound in silent stars in music's song on paths I know not on paths I found amazing grace in my parting face how sweet light the skies over earth that's We share our joy for the long-awaited blessing of rainfall, for the thirsty earth and plants and souls who finally begin to be appeased. And we share our delight in everyday blessings as well, family and friends, the movement of our bodies, joy in nature. Together we howl our fury and grief at the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and we share a million other sorrows and concerns, global and communal and personal. We lift all these joys and troubles, large and small, up to the great powers of celebration, healing and renewal known by many names. May we know compassion. May we know gratitude. May we know joy. And may we all be held in the heart of love. Peace be with you.
Our reading this morning is from Ross Gay's foreword to the poetry collection, How to Love the World. I have been spending a lot of time lately thinking about witness, about how witness is itself a kind of poetics or poesis, which means making. By which I mean, I have been wondering about how we make the world in our witnessing of it. Or maybe I have come to understand, to believe, how we witness makes our world. This is why attending to what we love, what we are astonished by, what flummoxes us with beauty is such crucial work, such rigorous work. Likewise, studying how we care and are cared for, how we tend and are tended to, how we give and are given is such necessary work. It makes the world. Witnessing how we are loved and how we love makes the world. In preparing for this service today, Kristen and Arnie and I collected poems that we have been we have used in Vespers over the past few years. We ended up with about 30 pages of poems, a lot of poems, and we had to figure out some way to cut those down. So we gathered around a kitchen table, this kitchen table actually, and we read them to each other. As we read them, one after another, I began to notice what these poems were doing to me. I felt the poems as if they were being poured into the crown of my head, like a golden light nourishing my soul. I think I described it at the time as a soul massage. Yeah? <laughs> For the three of us, letting these poems pour over us was a powerful way to connect with each other, nourish ourselves, and let ourselves love and be loved by words and images. We shared our reflections on the poems themselves and what it was like to listen to, to read, and to feel poetry. And this became the premise for our poetry service. We wanted to share this kitchen table mystery with you all, so we set ourselves up like this and invite you to pull up your chairs for a listen. This poetry service is going to be an extended meditation. A meditation mediated through words that we hope speak to your body, evoking memory, sensation, emotion. Poetry is evocative. My question for you is, what does it evoke for you? I invite you to let these words and images wash over you. Let them buoy you or melt you, hold you or feed you. Whatever metaphor is alive for you, I invite you to step into it. Rest here, be nourished, and drink deep of the blessing of poetry. Blessing in verse. So the first poem that I'm going to be sharing with you today is called Interdependence Day Celebration by Ala Renee Bozarth. I sit in quiet regard in the garden swing, eyes over hours drifting among creature kin. See them here. An afternoon's Afternoon ant's effort to take home a feast for the clan, 
fur-clad, yellow-striped honeybee, immensely ten times her size, leaving his outgrown body a spirit gift to earth diners now. Iridescent green hummingbirds fighting over 25 wild yellow irises. Plenty, plenty for the tiny two of them. Bright green dragonfly napping in a bowl of yellow rose petals. Yellow sunlight dancing in clear water, sunbeams bathing in gold pools of water down petrified wood and rose quartz ledges, down the fountain's rocky pyramid mountain. And brightest yet, canary yellow goldfinch friends climbing under cascades of sun and water partners to partake in their pleasure, drink in the light and take flight like new, born, new birds just born. There isn't time to tell you more. I am assigned to be their angel this evening and put out fresh sunflower seeds for supper. They have fed me all day with their music and colors. It's the least I can do for them. And for the three treasures, the wild, the way, and friends, I thank you. What Does a Hummingbird Do When It Rains? by Corrales author Janet M. Ruth. I had always imagined a hummingbird huddled beneath a broad leaf or a stout branch, cringing from soaking raindrops until today. During a calm, steady Navajo female rain, Rufus hummingbird perches Ocotillo stocktip bursts with tiny green leaves, celebrating monsoon. He fans his tail, blurs his wings, but stays perched, dips his bill, preens breast feathers, helicopters vertically a foot above the branch, returns, repeats the exercise. Raindrops glitter on fiery plumage. Hummingbird takes a shower. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what he does. Rabbit by Heather Swan. After a long numbness, I wake and suddenly I'm noticing everything. All of it piercing me with its beautiful radical trust. The carpenter bee tonguing the needles of echinacea, believing in their sweetness. The exuberance of an orange daylily unfolding itself at the edge of the street. And the way the moss knows the stone, and the stone accepts its trespass. And the way that dog on his leash turns to see if I'm holding on, certain I know where to go. And the way the baby rabbit, whose trembling ears are the most delicate cups, trusts me because I pried the same dog's jaws off his hips and then allows me to feed him clover when his back legs no longer work. Forcing me to think about forgiveness and those I need to forgive and to hope I am forgiven and just maybe I can forgive myself. This unstoppable, excruciating tenderness everywhere inviting us, always inviting. And then later, the firefly illuminating the lantern of its body, like us, each time we laugh. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There's a sound you make when you find a poem that really speaks to you. You're looking through a poetry book and in my experience are finding a lot of stuff you don't like for every piece you do. <laughs> nah, hmm, 
bad, I guess. And then, mm, that one really landed, you might say, or that one hit me where I live. You know where, right here or here. You put it that way because you know that when you read the right poem at the right moment, it doesn't just speak to your brain. It speaks to your body. It speaks to your gut. And then you take a further step into really feeling that poem. You read it out loud. You experience the words in your lungs, in your belly, in your throat. If it's a really good one, not necessarily a sad one, but the one you needed to hear right at that moment, you might feel a prickle in your tear ducts, a tightening of your throat. You might have to force the words out past a constriction, past your body telling you, this is important. This is so important. Listen. And then, if you are really blessed, you get to go one step further and read that poem to someone else. Maybe it's your mom on the phone, a close friend over Zoom. Maybe it's a group of friends at the dinner table. Listen to this. Or maybe it's your church family, your beloved community, trusting you to bring them something that will feed their souls. I, anyway, am never closer to a poem than I am in a moment just like this, reading it to you, having taken the time to read it to myself over and over, so I understand it with my whole body, so I can let it truly speak. With those tears of meaning held just at bay, with goosebumps on my arms and a pounding heart, it is my greatest privilege to say, here, this is so important. Listen to this. <laughs> Two Poems Named Water by Michelle Otero. Water. We tell the children tales of thunderstorms. Each May we drop rose petals into trickling acequia, invoke San Ysidro for good harvest, good rain, pray these petals seed clouds. We remember summers of fire, haze over mesa, sunset behind a scrim of smoke, torches in the Jemez, torches in the Sangres, kindling night roads from Santa Fe to Santo Domingo. What if it never rains again? What if it never rains again? water. This is New Mexico. Here life walks in circles. In drought, we, the people, look to the skies, put a hand to the ground. In drought, we, the people, are water. By Ellen Bass, the poem, The Thing Is. To love life, to love it even when you have no stomach for it, and when everything you've held dear crumbles like burnt paper in your hands, your throat filled with the silt of it. When grief sits with you, its tropical heat thickening the air, heavy as water, more fit for gills than lungs. When grief weighs down on your own, like your own flesh, only more of it, an obesity of grief, you think, how can a body withstand this? And then you hold life like a face between your palms, a plain face, no charming smile, no violet eyes. And you say, yes, I will take you. I will love you again. Yes. Mm. Take. 
You will hold life like a face between your palms. A plain face. Yes. I will love you again. Thanks. With or Without Candlelight by John Marsh. If you are going to meditate by candlelight, do not hurry to light the candle. The glow may concentrate your energies, but it will cost you the contours of the room. If you walk in the night forest by flashlight, the electric beam may reveal details on your path, but you will lose everything outside your concentrated ray. All that your light does not expose will become alien. The sounds of animals will frighten you. Shut off the beam and you will travel the night forest as one who belongs. Let us praise things dark and beautiful. The quiet of closed eyelids the childhood of chocolate, the respectability of newsprint, the suddenness of a bat's wing, the invitation of brewing coffee, the persistence of tar, the gentleness of nutmeg, the temptation of a cave. If you are going to meditate by candlelight, do not hurry to light the candle. For me, poetry has not always been something I have cherished my whole life. While others I've known have always had their favorite poems or poet, I have generally felt ambivalence being more attracted to straightforward language, clear and emotionless descriptions of process, simple expressions of math, <laughs> statements that speak plainly of what is and what is not. I don't know if this is because I'm an, engineering, an engineer by training or if I'm an engineer because of my, my desire for this kind of clarity. For much of my life, poetry seemed too oblique. What was it that that poet was trying to get at? Why couldn't they say it with a lot fewer words? Or even better, a nicely labeled graph. <laughs> the last few years have given me, given all of us, quite a course in how very not clear things are in the world. The evolution of COVID in both our understanding and its own biology has challenged what we thought we knew again and again. Wrangling with the specter of injustice built into the fabric of our society has illustrated the grim side of so many of the pillars we've relied on. And as stresses have mounted, we've seen how our own processes of logic are so often driven by our emotional world mm -hmm. rather than the other way around. And here is where poetry comes to save us. <laughs> Living in the imagination, at the edge of understanding, it tells our souls truths we cannot parse in other ways. Our being vibrates beyond what we can clearly state to deeper truths. It helps me let false scales of logical understanding fall away and open space for something even more real to take its place. Something with far fewer graphs and a whole lot more love. I hope these poems take you to this deeper space too. The Word by Tony Hoagland down near the bottom of the crossed-out list of things you have to do today. Between green thread and broccoli, 
you find that you have penciled sunlight. Resting on the page, the word is beautiful. It touches you as if you had a friend and sunlight were a present he sent from you from some distant as this morning to cheer you up and to remind you that among your duties, pleasure is a thing that also needs accomplishing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that time and light are kinds of love and love is no less practical than a coffee grinder or a safe spare tire. <laughs> Tomorrow you may be utterly without a clue, but today you get a telegram for the heart in exile proclaiming that the kingdom still exists, the king and queen alive still speaking to their children, to anyone among them who can find the time to sit out in the sun and listen. Listen. Woo, all right. Our next poem is by Ada Limon, and we had a hard time picking just one Ada Limon poem for this, this service, but this is the one. It's called A Good Story. Some days, dishes piled in the sink, books littering the coffee table are harder than others. Today, my head is packed with cockroaches, dizziness, and everywhere it hurts. Venom in the jaw, behind the eyes, between the blades. Still, the dog is snoring on my right, the cat on my left. Outside, all those rosebud, red buds are just getting good. I tell a friend, the body is so body and she nods. I used to like the darkest stories, the bleak snippets someone would toss out about just how bad it could get. My stepfather told me a story about when he lived on the streets as a kid, how he'd some nights sleep under the grill at the fast food restaurant until both he and his buddy got fired. I used to like that story for some reason. Something in me that believed in overcoming. But right now, all I want is a story about human kindness. The way once when I couldn't stop crying because I was 15 and heartbroken. He came in and made me eat a small pizza He'd cut up into tiny bites until the tears stopped. Maybe I was just hungry, I said, and he nodded, holding out the last piece. <laughs> For me, it's hard to talk after an 80 limon poem. <laughs> Here we go. Small Kindnesses by Danusha Lemaris. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs to let you by. Or how strangers still say bless you when someone sneezes, a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying. And sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, Someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it, to smile at them and for them to smile back. Mm. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. Mm -hmm. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire. Only these brief moments of exchange. 
What if they are the true dwelling of the holy? These fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, have my seat. Go ahead, you first. I like your hat. Thank you all so much for sharing that moment with us. It really means a lot. It is such a blessing to belong to this religious community. We are shaped by its messages and transformed through the inspiration it provides us. But we must provide for it too, and for the organizations it supports. Family Promise of Albuquerque, our Change for the Future recipient for June through August, empowers families in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho who are at risk of homelessness or currently experiencing homelessness. Their clients are supported as they achieve sustainable independence through a community-based response. Volunteers from First Unitarian have supported Family Promise for years. If you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future on the memo line. And now let us exercise the enduring power of generosity. May the grace of God be always with you in your heart. May you know the truth inside you from the start. May you find the strength to know that you are part of something beautiful. May the grace of God be always with you in your heart. May you know the truth inside you from the start. May you find the strength to know that you are a part of something beautiful. May the grace of God be always with you in your heart. May you know the truth inside you from the start. May you find the strength to know that you are a part of something beautiful may the grace of god be always with you in your heart may you know the truth inside you from the start may you find the strength to know that you are a part of something beautiful and i thought that i saw a light shine thought i saw a light shine yes i thought that i saw a light See a light shine now. May the grace of God be always with you in your heart. May you know the truth inside you from the start. May you find the strength to know that you are a part of something beautiful. May the grace of God be always with you in your heart. May you know the strength inside you from the start. May you find the strength to know that you are a part of something beautiful. I saw a light shine. From the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a light shine. From the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a light shine. From the corner of my eye, I thought I saw a light shine. From the Yes, I thought I saw a light shine. I saw a light shine now. And I saw a light shine. I saw a light shine. I saw a light shine. Yes, I saw a light shine. I saw a light shine. I saw a light shine. God be always within your heart, may the 
You're coming now to the end of our Sunday service. If you'd like to visit with a small group, simply stay put and we'll place you into a breakout room. But before we extinguish our chalices and candles, let's share our Pachem greeting. If you liked, switch to the gallery view and turn your camera on so we can all see one another and partake in the spirit of beloved community. As you are able, place one hand on your heart and with the other, reach out to your camera and to your people. Connect to the love in your heart and send it out. Look around at each other. Here we are on this beautiful planet, in this virtual space created by our tenacious love. As you move forward into your day, consider this question alone or with others. What words speak to your heart and bring you solace? We extinguish our chalice today with an excerpt from the poem, What Matters, by Terry Kirby Erickson. The present has arrived and you are in it. Your heart is pumping, your breath moves in and out of your lungs with anyone's help or permission. Let go of everything else, let your life handed to you through no effort of your own, be all the proof you need. You are loved. Go in peace.